friends, God bless you and peace be with you. We have a great interview today with a woman named Elizabeth. Elizabeth is a widow. She is retired and living in the Cleveland area. And she went through Reach More training around a year ago and realized that she should just ask the people who are closest to her. And so she shares her story about starting a Bible study with the people who lived in and around her condo building. And the kind of easy, low stakes approach she takes to meeting with them and studying scripture with them. And I think it's a great model for us in a couple things, simplicity for one, uh, open-mindedness, and really being able to see the goodness of each person. And then um, not being afraid of just asking people and meeting with them and spending time together. And I, I think you'll see in Elizabeth's approach, this very uh, simple, faithful, uh, trusting invitation to people that we could all emulate. So. Sit back, relax, enjoy. I think you're gonna love this interview with Elizabeth. Well, friends, God bless you, peace be with you, and welcome back to the Reach More podcast. Today, we are joined by Elizabeth Joggers, who is a parishioner at St. Joseph in Avon Lake, Ohio. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on the Reach More podcast. Oh, I'm happy to be here with you. So could you please tell us about your apostolate? Right, um, well, you know, I started the program of uh, Reach More at St. Joseph last September, um, and it runs, as you know, uh, three months, right? And in the course of that, you realize that the goal um, is to kind of become closer to God yourself so that you can, in fact, reach out. And it was meaningful to me that the um the way it was presented was you know the church your pews are they're good places to be but god isn't going to necessarily be in the hearts of the person who lives down the street from you unless you do something about it so as i listened to many of the presenters who shared their wonderful experience of meeting people where they were and forming groups, I thought about whether or not I could do that. I, was, I wasn't sure, because I was like, who am I gonna ask? I'm very new in this community, um, but it, it worked. And um, so I decided that I would keep it in my mind that if, God saw me as someone who could reach out and bring people together um, that I would do that. But first, I think I had to become closer to God himself because it's awfully hard to, I think, share something if you don't have it first. So I had to deepen that a little bit, which the program does in a beautiful way, beautiful way. But some of the readings scripture yes but others as well things from pope francis it was a, a wonderful program and now are you so you mentioned kind of the people in your neighborhood um mm -hmm. did you decide that you wanted to connect like with people who live nearby or was there a group of people you felt called to uh to bring the gospel to well that's a really um interesting question because how it all happened was I did not feel that I was kind of the um, the link. It was like the spirit, really. And I'll tell you, the very first inkling I had of somebody 
who I might want to be part of a group was a woman who lived in one of the condominium buildings where I am. So there's, there must be like 12 buildings here. And I didn't know too many people, um, but I had, I would always go to the pool, even though my husband was ill and we did dialysis, you know, three days a week. I'd always get to the pool about 4.30 or 5 and sometimes on Saturday. And I met a couple of people there. Well, one of the women was a woman who's 80, well, she was 82, so she's 83 now. And um, I invited her to go out to dinner one night and we went to this little place, which is, <clears throat> it's very busy. Um, we went to happy hour. So we sat at the bar and <laughs> we're sitting at the bar and she's telling me how her grandson, now mind you, we've never really talked too much about religion at all, but she tells me about her grandson who um, was baptized this past year and she was invited to the baptism and she was moved by that. And then she told me how she signed up at the community college for a class in religion and they canceled it. And she said, she told her grandson and her grandson said to her, well, grandma, I can, I can do, I can read scripture with you. Why don't we do this once a week? So she's like, so I'm, I'm going to be reading scripture once a week. And I thought, aha, so there's my first person. <laughs> so, so she, I, I, I didn't say anything to her that night. And then I thought, well, you know, two of us would be nice because, um, you know, we're two or more gathered. Jesus is there with you. But I thought, who else could I think about? Who else did she know that I knew? Well, there was one other woman. In fact, it was a woman who was also at the pool who was much younger. She's like in her 60s. And they live on the same floor. So I asked Kate. So the first woman is Judy. The second one is Kate. So I, I thought about Kate. And then I thought about Jackie, who used to live in the development, who I only walked with a few times. She's only 45 years old, but we would walk to the lake. And she shared a lot about who she was. And I and, and many, many parts of our conversation were centered around faith. So I thought, you know, there's a triumvirate. Mm. So I um, invited them for dinner and asked, told them about what I was doing and whether they'd be interested. And so you so, invited all of them at the same time? Yes, to dinner. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. I, I made a great thing. You go to the store and you buy Rana um, ravioli. Mm -hmm. It cooks up in four minutes. Have you have you ever had it? it cooks I don't up know if I've seen it before. Four, oh, you haven't? It? It's so it, it's in the refrigerated section, uh -huh. um, and it's R A N A. It's outstanding. All I did was get a pot of hot water, put the ravioli in there. I cooked up some peppers and onions and a little salad. I took balsamic vinegar, threw it over the rana, had a bottle of wine, which I always think is excellent. Because <laughs> if you're a little bit anxious and wine kind of opens up your thoughts and your mind, it was fabulous. So that's awesome. That's how it all began. <laughs> 
and but it, did, it didn't end there, but we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Sure, how did sure. they respond when you yeah. invited them? And what did you say exactly when you invited them? Um, I, I, I'm not sure I can remember exactly what I said, but, um, you know, I knew Kate was also, I knew all three of them, all three of them were people of God. None of them, by the way, are Catholic. None of them. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And, um, to my knowledge, none of them go to church. None of them. Now I've gotten all three. No, I've only gotten two of the three. Two of the three have come to St. Joseph for a mess. Hmm. But it's only happened once. <laughs> so it's, still, it's, it's, that's, it's right. It doesn't matter. But I've gotten to know a little bit more about each of them through our discussions too. Because, you know, when you meet and you talk about scripture, you share a lot about who you are if you can get them to do that mm -hmm. and these these other two women are pretty good at it they're pretty especially kate oh and and jackie those two are incredible the older woman uh, is a little more reserved and shy but very interested and very mm -hmm. grateful grateful i get emails or i get texts saying how how it's been wonderful to do this how She's so appreciative that I do do this. Um, and, you know, we all know everyone needs it. So um, so what did I actually say? I'm not sure. I think I told him about the program and that the goal was, as I understood it, was for the people of St. Joseph to be more um, willing to share what God meant to them. Mm -hmm. whoever the God in their life was. And we're, you know, I mean, I'm not here to make you Catholic, basically. And I didn't say it that way, but that's that's what comes across. Yeah, it's important. We're just, yeah, we're just here to share, you know, what your experience is and how the Gospels um, send you a message. What is the message it sends to you? And it's interesting how they're different and they're, enlightening and their their life experiences have been different so everybody brings something different um so i i don't remember exactly but they all had a i think desire they all wanted it, needed it so so we started in lent and um you know two of them work so and one of them works later in the night it hasn't been easy to have a, like, okay, we're going to do this every single third Thursday. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen like that, really. Mm -hmm. So, but I would say we've met at least once a month for that period from last mm, February, maybe. Yeah. And what do you do every time you meet? Well, um, for a while, for a couple of times, we were meeting right here at my house, um, and I would I would put on a little bit of a dinner, not anything extravagant, but they became uncomfortable with that um, because they didn't want me to be host all the time, which was fine with me. So we started going to the clubhouse, 
and there's a little room there that you can gather around. There's a couple mm -hmm. of fireplaces. And so what we do is start out with a prayer. And I ask somebody, you know, just to, just to bring, you know, God into the group. And their prayers are beautiful. Mm -hmm. How they pray is, is remarkable. So that's mm -hmm. how we start out with a prayer. And then what I have done or what I do is I've been picking out a scripture reading that kind of, some of them were from the Reach More book, actually. What was good about that was I had the questions were all built in. There were mm -hmm. questions. I thought, oh, this is perfect to get this started. I don't have to come up with it, right? I don't, I, the, the scripture's there, the questions for discussion and meditation are all there. So I could just, you know, reproduce it and get it out. Well, you know, in the, probably the last, three months or so, I've had to um, contemplate where I think uh, the, the group would, um, I don't know, where they might be in terms of a scriptural reading. And then I create the questions, which um, that takes time. <laughs> but I do that, I do that, you know, I do that like maybe this Sunday. I try to do it on Sundays. I kind of like it, you know, it's like God's day anyway. So why not, right? So um, after I get my New York Times and, and get myself a good, good you know, section of that, um, I'll, I'll sit down and I have already thought about what the scripture is going to be. But on, but on Sunday, it, I create the questions and then I get them out. So when we get together after our prayer, I ask someone to read the scripture and sometimes if the scripture's a little bit longer, I have them share the reading. So one person will do a few of the verses and, and so on. And then after that, I just start out with some of the thoughts that I had presented to them and just let them talk. And I try to encourage people who are more quiet, you know, lead in with a question to them but very, very gently, because I know if you're not ready, the worst thing you can do is make somebody, put somebody on the spot. So I just kind of, and I let, I try to see if they can actually ask one another something. And sometimes they do, not, not always though. So, you know, I, I am a facilitator. I. I don't really want to be, and I know they encouraged us not to be a teacher, um, though one of my professions, <laughs> I started out as a teacher in my first life. Um, so I know that's kind of there and I have to be careful. Um, but um, I'll tell you one evening, I, I was blown away because <clears throat> somehow we got talking about the rosary and these people aren't Catholic. And one of them said to me, well, how do you, how do you say the rosary? Huh. I'm like, oh my goodness. Now, that, so I got them, you know, some just little pamphlets and stuff. And we haven't gone anywhere with it, partially because the group dynamic has changed. Right. And the group dynamic has changed because after about four months or five months or six months with this group of, three um i said 
to myself, you know? And so it's four altogether with me. And I thought, you know, I, I need to be thinking more about extending this group. Mm-hmm. And one, one day, it was in winter. And it was, well, not winter, it was spring, but it was cold. And I didn't do my normal walk. I usually walk in the woods. So we have a wonderful metro park. And I usually mm-hmm. walk in the woods with a, a, another very good friend who's the one that got me into reach more in the first place, mm-hmm. who didn't do it herself. And her husband, her husband did it. And then the, the one of the coordinators at the church wanted to get Michelle to do it. And Michelle said, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't, what, they must be hard up asking me to do this. <laughs> anyway, she ends up doing it. And then I'm walking with her every day, you know, every day of the year, rain, snow, sleep, whatever. And then now she's saying to me, you need to do it. No, I'm not doing that. You didn't want to do it. Why do you think I want to do it? And of course, then I did. So now I'm walking. But I'm not walking with Michelle. I mean, dad did this, I think. I'm walking in the development where I am. And um, I, I see this woman who lives, unbelievably, lives in the same building as Judith and... Kate. They live in building 1000. This is a woman from building 1000. So I'm walking and I see her and I say, Hey, do you want to walk a little bit? And she goes, well, it's, it's awfully cold. So I think I'm going to go back to my condo. And she walks with a cane. She's had some issues, medical issues. So I said, well, I'll walk you back. Well, when I walked her back, she opened up like you can't imagine about how how difficult life has been with her sister, how, and on and on about her sister. And then she starts talking about her building and the women in her building and how they um, apparently got together for some Christmas, whatever, and they didn't invite her. And I thought, well, I mean, we all have choices. We don't necessarily have to be a friend to everybody. But if she knew about that gathering and they didn't invite her, that just did not set well with me. And I know it hurt her feelings. Yeah. So I thought about her. I thought about her. And I thought, you know, maybe, just maybe. Well, fast forward, maybe two months, three months after that, um, I went out to dinner with all my group and I said, uh, you know, I have a question to ask. I said, I, I ran into Marsha the other day and I told them what she said. Well, I didn't tell them about, um, being hurt by, by their action, but I told them about how difficult life had been for her. And, um, what did they think about inviting her to do this with us? And they agreed. And then there's another woman on that same floor. All four of them live on the same floor. She lost her husband two months after, three months after my husband died. And she's very quiet, very quiet. Um, but I thought, you know, if I'm inviting Marsha, I know that Gail and Marsha do talk. They're more friendly with one another. So I, I posed that. How would it be if we invited both Marsha and Gail? And they agreed. So now the group has expanded to them as well. And that's fairly new because it really didn't all gel until about 
maybe August. And so we've had maybe three or four meetings together, maybe, maybe not that many. And um, now Judas was taken ill on a plane to, to Augusta for her grandson's confirmation in the Catholic church. This guy converted to Catholicism. His mother is um, Jewish and his father, who is Judas' son, was not really brought up in any religion. Nothing really, although Judith was Russian Orthodox. So she did go to church as a child and has a sense. I mean, I, there's a sense there and she's getting older. I think she's probably thinking, you know, I'm not going to live forever. Where does God fit into this? You know, I think, I don't know. But anyway, so my group has kind of been bifurcated because Judith is ill. And one of the, the other one, Kate, got engaged. So her life is a little bit, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's all, it's yeah, all yeah. crazy. So we're kind of kind of keeping it together. But, it, um, you know, it has its challenges. You just kind of have to roll with it. But oh. so Judith, Judith's grandson, I guess, is old enough. He came into the church as an adult. Yes. And she got in, to go to that. She got, well, he came in to a um, Baptist church because he lives in Georgia. And that's where he started. Gotcha. Um, and he was baptized in that church. Now, remember, his mother's Jewish. His father, non practicing anything, right? And somehow he gets drawn in, and I don't know that whole story, how he got drawn in, but he got drawn in to faith and was baptized. And then how he got connected to Catholicism is beyond me. But he, he is very, um, very spiritual. He's the one that does the, the weekly readings with his grandma. Yeah, yeah. That's cute. <laughs> That's Isn't really it? Oh, and of course she loves it because it's her grandson. She, she oh, yeah. likes it. it's God, but but you know, it's her grandson who's 20, 20, what, 26, 28, something like that, and yeah. just got engaged to a woman named Grace. How sweet is that? That's a good grandson. He's he's there's probably folks listening. Who are thinking like, well, I wish my grandson would do that with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I try to get him to talk to me. Never mind talk about Jesus. <laughs> so have you, it, it sounds like really a lot of things have lined up very well. Like the Lord just pointed out to you, like invite these people. And it was just so clear. And uh, I want to point out like you were listening and you were I guess it didn't, it didn't take much for God to convince you like, Hey, you should go talk to these people. So great job being sensitive to that and quick to act. Um, have you encountered any difficulties or struggles as you have formed this group and continue to meet with them? Well, I, you know, sometimes I, I'm not sure that, um, you know, am I, am I posing the right questions? Am I, I, the struggles I feel are internal more than external. So I don't, I mean, if people can't come or um, are too tired or whatever, um, I try not to take that personally. Um, 
but I also, you know, challenge myself to say, what's going to, what's going to make them want to come all the time? Um, I don't, I don't feel a struggle with, um, let's say, encouraging everybody to continue to be a part of this. Um, and I haven't yet experienced the disappointment of somebody saying, I don't want to do this anymore because I think it would be a personal um, sadness if somebody didn't yeah. I'd probably take it personally, which I shouldn't. Um, so I, I don't know. I, it's a good, I tried to answer that before. I wasn't really sure. I guess maybe it's because I don't feel too much of a struggle. I mean, sometimes it's a struggle to say, oh, when am I going to sit down and do this? You know, do I really want to spend two hours on Sunday afternoon or do I want to be on the golf course? Because that's where I'd like to be. <laughs> Frankly, I, I would. I would, especially when it's warm up. So, um, so sometimes it's a struggle to get myself there and to say, you know, this is gonna, this is worth it. If you put in whatever effort you put in, and the more effort you put in, I think the greater the reward, which is so true about anything. Uh, sometimes I too, I too wonder if I listen well enough to to the Lord myself, because I, I I ask that of of the women with me. I say, you know, you hear you ever hear God talking to you? Because I said sometimes I, I don't know if I hear him. And I don't know if I hear him. You know, what did I hear God say? Ask this person. I didn't hear him say it, really. But he must have been saying it. And maybe the way he talks, I don't know how to listen. Or I don't know what it means when he talks. But these are the kinds of things I think are great for discussion. Yeah. Because it's, it's saying who you are, not being afraid to admit that, you know, inside here there's... I struggle too, you know. I can think of five times when you listened. <laughs> those five, <laughs> those five people in yeah. your group. Um, yeah. yeah. So if um, if one of the members of the group started to show some kind of sign that they were interested in becoming Catholic, mm -hmm. um, how do you think you would respond to that? Um, well, I, I would first be, um, I think blown away. I, I, I think if somebody was drawn to Catholicism because of this group, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I would sit in awe of that. I mean, I guess I would have a chat with God about that because <laughs> I don't know. I'm the only Catholic in the group here, you know. Um, <laughs> I, I, if that were the case, though, if it really did happen, I would simply continue to um, invite that person to be with me. Mm -hmm. Be with me at, at a mass or to be with me, um, you know, from time to time we have speakers that, in fact, we're going to have a guy by the name of Stefanik, Chris mm -hmm. Stefanik. Mm -hmm. He's, he's kind of cool. Yeah, he's coming. Nice. Cool. And I thought about inviting them, uh, or at least one of them. Judith was the one I really was going to invite. Um, 
And now, of course, she's not even she's not even here. She's mm -hmm. back in Ohio, but she's with her son in Columbus, so that's far away. But in any event, I the question you asked is, what would I do? I would invite them mm -hmm. because they need to be exposed. Mm -hmm. um, and I would probably also, you know, make time to do something with that person, like uh, go for a walk or invite them to, you know, go down to the lake um, and have an opportunity on a one-on-one to share what they were thinking. You know, one of the, the things I, I love about your response and your the way you meet with people is um, it it's not a heavy lift, right? Like, oh, we meet in our clubhouse where we go on a walk. And for the most part, going on a walk is free. Mm -hmm. Like you probably already have the shoes and the, and the cold weather clothes. So, you know, I got it all. I'm not too yeah. sure about this group, but I got it all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it doesn't, uh, it, you know, it's time. It, you have to commit your time. Um, and that's a sacrifice for everybody. You know, there's always something fun to do. Uh, in a couple months, it might be a little easier to find time for you because the golf course is probably going to close pretty soon, right? Yeah, no, yeah, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Just when but, I'm picking up speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you're finding things that aren't, uh, they're not burdensome to do, right? It's your time and that's it. Uh, and right. then I, I love your answer of invite people, right? Like it, mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like you're just like crouched and ready with a bunch of answers and a bunch of books, like read this and read this and do this. Like you'll just continue being friends with people. And there's like one thing I'm confident of, you will not be pushy at all, which I think with your friends, that's the risk. Like that's the, the way the friendship will look. Uh, Cause I, I think they don't want to be pushed, right? They, they don't mind being invited, but if, if right. you, if they felt pushed, they would probably shut down. I think so. I do think so. Yeah, because, you know, I think I don't like to be pushed. I don't like it at all. So it's yeah. really easy not to. Um, and, and I think, I also think because of what I did in my life and my career. So I was, a, I was a practicing attorney for 35 years and I did a lot of elder law. Um, and you have to know you have to have a sense of people and where they are and you have to be able to listen. And I think they realize that they, um, and they know it's not, you're not going to be judged by what you have said, nor does it go anywhere, right? It stays there. It's with us as a group, um, which is good because, you know, I think there is a built in, um, dynamic with these four women who live on the same floor who are so different. So you have all these different personalities and yet, uh, and, and so they, and none of them want to be pushed, but I think they all feel accepted. And that I think is what makes it possible. Yeah. Well, we'll do, we'll do one more question. We'll close with this. Um, what hopes do you have moving forward in this apostolate for yourself and for your friends? Hmm. Well, I, I think for me, um, it's also a support. 
to me, you know, being able to meet with these women gives me an opportunity. Um, so I want to continue that. I want the, I want to continue a support system that's certainly based in faith, but it's based in friendship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them, I I want to see them actually open up more. I would like to see them feel freer. Now, I know it's a little hard when you don't all feel equals. When women don't, especially women. Men, I think, are so good at this. They just, they're different. And and Mari, I think you probably can understand what I'm saying about this. How women have, I don't know. Don't ask, don't, I know. I just men are for Mars, women are for Venus. And I think that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are different. And that's a good thing. <laughs> different yes oh and it yeah. is a good thing because i yeah. think we bring to each other something that's quite wonderful but mm-hmm. but um so i don't know how much uh, i am going to see growth in them opening up more and especially once you're more quiet but that is my goal is that they share more mm-hmm. and that we we all deepen our relationship with the God we know who loves us, or we hope, or we remind each other how much he loves us. Um, that's my goal, is that, they, that it become, you know, even a deeper experience so that it becomes even more enjoyable. But also, I wouldn't mind it extending even further. I just don't know yet where that is. Yeah. I think the Lord's going to let you know. Mm-hmm. He did so with the first five. The Lord's going to let me know. <laughs> I don't think you got to worry about that, Elizabeth. Okay. I, I'll stop worrying about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we will pray for, and we'll do this right now, we'll pray for you that this continues to be a source of community for you, that you can experience God's love through your friends and that they would experience the same through you. And that uh, if there's anybody who's who God wants to be a part of this group, that they just pop up. And you'd, you know, run into them on a walk or you'd see them in the clubhouse or, or on the links or something like that. So um, if it's okay with you, I'll close in prayer with us right now. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. Thanks, Dan. You got it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. Good Father, we thank you for calling us to you and for putting the people in our lives who would share the gospel with us. We thank you for Elizabeth's yes to share you, to share your love with whoever you put in her path and for her yes to these five beautiful women. And Lord, I ask that through this community, this fellowship, that she would experience your love and continue to be reminded of your goodness and your deep affection and love for her. And we lift up the members of her group as well, her friends, that through Elizabeth and through each other, they would experience your love. They would hear your invitation to follow your son and that they would say yes and uh, not be afraid of uh, any of the ramifications, but instead have great confidence in your love and mercy. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. To the Father, and to the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Elizabeth, thank you, thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure. It was a pleasure mm-hmm. speaking with you and uh, count on our prayers for you and your lovely group members. Oh, thank you very much. And good to meet you, Mari. Nice to meet you too. Thank you for being here. Okay. Have a good Take care, day. Elizabeth. Bye. Bye-bye. 
I hope you enjoyed our interview with Elizabeth, and I think a good takeaway for us will be to look for ways that we can take that same really like almost nonchalance or what we can call a holy indifference to what God is asking as a, of us. And I think we see that in Elizabeth's approach. She didn't seem to get too worked up about uh, God saying or indicating, why don't you ask this person or invite this person? It just kind of came naturally to her. And so when we start to perceive those little nudges or hints of, oh, maybe it's that person, um, you know, we don't have to, to think like, okay, I'm gonna invite them to a Bible study right away. But instead, maybe just say hi, talk to that person and and see what comes up because that could be the start of a conversation or maybe the Lord is just asking you to show that person today like, hey, I recognize you. Um, and Elizabeth portrayed that really well of uh, not overthinking what she was supposed to do, but perceiving, okay, God, you want me to do this, I'm just going to do it. And, you know, we, we don't have insight into uh, all of her thought process, thought process there to know how she went about that. But we do know, it sounds like she knew that she was supposed to ask people and then she did. So I think that's a good thing for us to practice. So God bless you friends. Have a great week. We'll be back with you next time. Peace.